Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark, and this show is here to provide insights, techniques, and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. So today I'm joined by Carice Laguerre and Carice, you are a, um, hopefully I'm going to say this right, you're a orofacial myologist. Myologist, uh, yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Awesome. <laughs> um, a myo therapist and I knew nothing about this topic until we met so I bet the listeners are really curious too. So tell us what is myofunctional therapy and how does it help people? So myofunctional therapy, when I'm talking about it, I like to keep it in the simplest terms possible. It's kind of like personal training, but for all the muscles below your eyes, but above your shoulders. So we work with a nice little complex of muscles that is going to comprise your lower face and your throat. Now, why is that important? Because nobody ever thinks about these muscles. You have no idea why you would even need to work out these muscles, right? Well, it's important because all these muscles really surround your upper respiratory system. And so having dysfunction anywhere in the chain there can create a lot of problems with your sleep, with your digestion, with your breathing, with your development, your facial development, um, your stability as far as teeth and how they shift. So there's a lot of influence that these soft tissues have. And so working with a myofunctional therapist really helps to amplify that upper respiratory health into overall health. Wow. Okay. That is amazing. I had no idea that oral health and this kid, that, that there was this connection with overall health. And, you know, you talked about the respiratory system as well. How did you kind of become a myofunctional therapist? I stumbled into this world. I had no idea that it was really even around when it was brought to my attention. I kind of got it, but I didn't get it fully. Um, It wasn't until a pediatric dentist that I was working for. Um, So I'm also a licensed registered dental hygienist. And a pediatric dentist I was working for at the time kind of enlightened me to a lot of these issues and made it just more prominent at the front of my mind. And as I'm looking at other children in the chair that I'm working with, I'm starting to notice similarities between them and my kids. So I'm a mom of four, and I really feel like genuinely parents, we always give the highlight reels, right? So if somebody (laughs) says, hey, how are you doing? How are the kids? How's the family? This one's in soccer. This one's ballet. Like everybody's doing wonderful all the time. Doesn't matter who you ask, but there's a lot of stuff that we really don't talk about. And mostly I think because shame. So I was starting to see the connection and and build the connection with my own children because my son had a lot of issues with ADHD um, and behavioral impulse control issues. Like we were in the principal's office all the time. My daughter had every sleep issue under the sun, you name it. And every single night there was something, whether it be night terrors, sleepwalking, bedwetting, I mean, consistently for like 10 straight years, every single night we had issues. Then my littlest two had a lot of upper respiratory, you know, infections, whether it would be the sore throat or the ear infection, nasal congestion. I mean, it was constant. There was always stuff going on, but we don't talk about this stuff, right? Because as parents... Why would you, you know, (laughs) that's not part of the highlight reel. And so 
putting all that together and working with that pediatric dentist, I really realized that a lot of that stuff, even though it's very different, all of the stuff that they were going through, it all really came back to how they were using their facial muscles and optimizing that with myofunctional therapy really changed my family. So I came into it kind of accidentally because I had all this stuff in my house. Wow. So accidentally. So, I mean, what were you, what, what did you say you were doing before you kind of fell into my functional therapy? I was just doing a lot of dental hygiene, a lot of working with, yeah, working with people on brushing, flossing, cleaning their teeth, how to avoid gum disease, that type of stuff. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So you talk about your children, um, you say you have four um and a lot of them had uh respiratory problems and and were having it was affecting school you know day-to-day life I'm guessing productivity because they weren't sleeping properly right exactly exactly and a lot of people don't put two and two together and I know I didn't especially with my son and his ADHD he had trouble focusing he was really struggling in school and I never thought that it could be about sleep. When people talk to you about ADHD, you think it's just neurological. You have to get medication. You have to put them on medication. And that's the only way to treat that. But what we don't talk about is that there's actually a 70% overlap between the symptoms and the manifestations of ADHD and the symptoms and manifestations of sleep disorders in children. So children who are sleep deprived aren't like tired adults. Tired adults, if you and I are tired, we get really lethargic, we get fatigued, we're kind of like dragging through the day, we need our coffee, we need something, right? (laughs) Children who are tired actually get more ramped up, like their body just can't slow down. So they get that hyperactivity, they're unable to focus their attention, like they're, they're just so wound up. And so it's very interesting that we don't associate the two, because we figure a hyperactive child, I mean, why would we as adults associate that with sleep deprivation? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So how long have you been uh, practicing now as a, a myofunctional therapist? Since 2017, I've been doing it. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, how how's it going? You know, what's, I'm assuming you've worked with, I mean, do you work just with children? Do you work with children and adults? So what's great is that I'm able to work with people of all ages, Uh, with children, love working with children because children are so malleable. They're easy to change and adapt and you really see changes fast in children. When it's adults, you do get change because, you know, these children just grow up to be these sick adults. But with the adults, the change takes just a little bit longer. It's a little bit harder after you've had the same habits or the same muscles patterns for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. (laughs) I mean, retraining that is incredibly difficult. It's not impossible. You could definitely do it. It's just a matter of, you know, more time and diligence. So I do work with patients of all ages and I do see changes in people of all ages. You see a lot of difference between, you know, where they start and where they finish. But with the children, you see change rapidly. That's amazing. That must be pretty rewarding. Super, incredibly rewarding. I mean, it changed my family and my family's life. My son, right around the time he was 
and fifth grade, um, I kind of came on upon all of this stuff and and how the muscles work and the breathing and its impact on sleep and how that was affecting him. But when he was in fifth grade, he was starting to fall off the track. Like he was probably not going to make it out of fifth grade. He was most likely going to have to repeat if we didn't intervene. And so intervening really did change everything for him. Like now he's 18. He finished high school a year early. Like this child who wasn't going to make it through primary school now finished out all of his schooling a year before his peers started college a year early. I mean, you really see people flourish. So it's very rewarding for me because once I saw that in my own family and in my own household, I definitely was super motivated to get everybody else on this track. These children flourish and the families and the lives that you impact and you change. It stops being a highlight reel and they start actually saying, yes, my children are doing well they are flourishing and I love it that's amazing um I it's so I love hearing these stories when you you get to speak to someone that's kind of okay the situation wasn't necessarily what they wanted you know you you wouldn't have wanted to have your children struggling and suffering with their sleep but through that and then through you wanting to figure out what was going on you've as you said, kind of fallen into this career path now. And it's it's come from a not very good situation, but now you're starting to have such a positive impact, not only on your family, but on other people and their families. And, and I mean, that's just incredible, super powerful. Yes, absolutely. It's like that concept of failing forward. Like you take a bad or a negative situation and you turn it into a positive, you know, every failure is an opportunity for us to learn and to move forward and be better. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that needs to be kind of, I can see that as a motivational poster. No, every failure is an opportunity to learn and keep growing. Awesome. So obviously you've had an amazing success story with one of your first clients, yeah. your son, your kids. <laughs> He definitely didn't pay the bill on time, but. (laughs) (laughs) He'll have to do some more. I mean, he's 18 now, um, but I was going to say, you know, maybe give him some more chores, washing the car. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But pay it off in time. But yeah, I, I, I imagine having been doing what you've been doing since 2017. You've worked with a lot of clients, but is there a particular client that really stands out in your mind that's been a real success story for you? Yes. So I talk about her all the time and she must be tired of me talking about her because anytime (laughs) I'm on any sort of platform, I have to speak about her. Uh, So I had this wonderful client who, but when I met her, she had just lost her parents a couple of months earlier. She was kind of on the last ends of her current job that she was in now. I mean, she was hard by losing that, um, by losing her parents, both of them at the kind of one after the other. She had uh, sleep apnea. She was on a CPAP. I mean, she was just kind of at her wits end with a lot of everything. Okay. So she was in this kind of depressed state and she had a lot going on and, and work wasn't really working out. And all she wanted to do was just sleep, just sleep. And she couldn't even do that comfortably. So she wound up contacting me. She kind of fell into the whole fact that breathing and the way we use all these muscles and how we're breathing 
really impacts your sleep and that myofunctional therapy could help. So she reached out to me and we worked together and we worked together for, I want to say about four months. And in that time, the way she changed, it was phenomenal. I mean, she was able to have productive relationships. So she had a, a boyfriend towards the end of when we were working together. She had a new job and was starting to really exceed in this new job and, and on a fast track. Um, now she's like been promoted since, and this is like a couple of years ago, but she also got off of her CPAP. So she was able to sleep better she no longer had sleep apnea. She was able to stop using that CPAP machine. So she didn't have to use that anymore at night. I mean, she was really able to flourish just by optimizing how she was using all the muscles that surround her respiratory system and being able to really breathe optimally, which helped her sleep better, which helped her be more productive at work, have a lot more energy, have a lot more um a lot more regulation over her autonomic nervous system. So that rest and fight and flight. That's okay. Just... So yeah, so she was really <laughs> able to combat. I think a lot of that really plays into how you're able to socially engage and whether or not you're able to, you know, get over things like anxiety or depression. And so she was, she's my wonderful, wonderful story because she, when I met her, she was night and day from when we ended. Why? Wow. That's amazing. Now I said whoa early because you used a really big word and then you kind of explained it. You you were talking about for what was it for fight and flight system? What yes. start with an O? The autonomic nervous system. Right. So we have our fight or flight or rest or digest. And typically people, the common belief is that we only cycle through the two. But I believe in the polyvagal theory, which has like a third part and that third part is that there's a freeze so instead of fight or flight or rest or digest there's that middle part where you do absolutely nothing and so I feel like that's where a lot of people are when they're unable to socially engage where they are in a state of depression for lack of a better word and they just don't want anything else going on around them there's nothing going on as far as their rest or digest and certainly no fight or flight they're just kind of stuck in a, in a state that you know we don't want to be in. And so being able mm -hmm. to have your muscles optimized up here, it really helps with your cranial nerve system and your vagus nerve is really in charge of a lot of that rest or digest fight or flight system. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm genuinely fascinated by this. Yeah. Um, I'm learning so much. Can you talk a little bit about, you talk about um, the muscles in your face because um, you're uh, an orofacial myoologist. Um, so can we can we talk a little bit about muscles in your face and how how that you know someone comes along? What do you get them to do? Is it face facial exercises? What happens? Definitely. So the first thing that I always do is I do like an evaluation, and that evaluation we're able to pinpoint because I'm looking at how all the muscles are interacting. A lot of things that we do, muscles move in a chain. So when we are swallowing, there's a certain chain of muscles we want activating. When we're turning our head, there's a certain chain we want activating. I mean, we we want these muscles to activate when they're appropriately supposed to, right? So I would evaluate and get down to where are we having dysfunction. 
And then where do I have to work? Because if we have muscles that aren't activating when they should, well, that means they're underdeveloped. So now I have to work on strengthening and training so that we can get them to be properly developed, right? We want to get them to be stronger and then learn how to coordinate so that we can use that muscle appropriately. So we got to build it up and then get it coordinated. Likewise, there are people who may grind their teeth or clench and they have overdeveloped muscles, like their muscles for their jaw become really overly strong. So we have to relax those muscles and learn how to engage other muscles. And so it's like a wonderful balance system where we're trying to get to our harmonious balance that's going to leave all of the hard tissue really supported well, because all of these soft structures, our muscles, the connective tissue, everything that's really surrounding a lot of our skull or our teeth and bone, that is going to have an impact on the shape and the pressure on which we're impacting on um, our skull. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing. So fascinating. Um, I, I feel like I could talk to you about this for a long, long time because this sort of stuff, it really, it really interests me because you don't know what you don't know and um i think the only the only reason i've kind of started to uh take more of an interest in this sort of thing is because i realize how much it can impact your life and who you are um especially as a business owner you know i don't get sick pay um you know i i really pay attention to looking after myself now and i i try and pay attention to my body um and i know how that if if something's not going well within me it's probably to do with with something else it might be sleep or am i drinking enough water and have i actually eaten well today you know those things that when you're busy and you've got a lot of stuff to do sometimes you forget about absolutely absolutely but it's really Mm. important And sometimes it's really like the simplest of things, or it seems simple, I should say, right? So we know that, you know, food and diet, very important. How much water we intake, incredibly important. But we can go for about three weeks without food. We can go for about a few days without water, about three, four days without water. But not any of us would last any more than a few minutes without air. So the way Mm. that we breathe, seems to be like the least thought about thing when it comes to health and wellness. But the way that we breathe is so incredibly impactful on our body. We need oxygen. And so sometimes it's the simplest of things that we take for granted, like how we breathe. But how we breathe matters probably more than anything else. Wow, that's awesome. Um, What I also wanted to ask you earlier, actually, was... You were talking about your background in dental. Yes. Being a, a dent, was it dental, dental hygienist? hygienist. Yeah. 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 Um, and obviously within dental care, there's, it's, it's not just about the teeth, it's about the mouth and the tongue and everything else. So has your knowledge around dental health and, and the tongue and the mouth, has, how much has that influenced what you do now? Almost a hundred percent of it. I mean, just having that background knowledge, knowing how everything develops, starting in, you know, school, when you're learning in dental hygiene school, all of the 
embryology, you're learning the anatomy and physiology, you're really putting together the pieces of how oral function is supposed to occur and what is supposed to be really good oral structure. So a lot of it really plays into what I do because it gave me the foundation for even knowing about this area, for even caring enough about this area of the body. <laughs> like I, I think more people are concerned about maybe what their thighs look like or their abs look like. And I'm super concerned with what like your cheeks look like or like <laughs> what's going on with your tongue. So yeah, I think that it had a lot to do and a huge impact. That's awesome. It's kind of, it's just so interesting how that's happened that you were in, you had a career that's actually led you to it's really influenced and helped and supported where you are now without at the time there was no way of you knowing and and it's interesting it's not until you look back sometimes and reflect that you go actually I didn't see it at the time I didn't know it at the time but that that thing I was doing that it was actually really really important and really beneficial because without that I wouldn't be here um that's awesome so what did you is there anything that you kind of wished you'd have known before you went along this journey and decided to start your own business? I wish that I knew, well, one, for starting your own business, I wish I knew that it was really like an uphill battle and like a 24-7 thing. I feel like people say that and you kind of mentally get that. But once you're in it, you're like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally different because mm. it's very difficult sometimes when you know you're doing important work like I, I know I do important work but then you're also fighting an uphill battle to convince people that this is important enough important enough for them to invest in right so it's a delicate balance but I've definitely learned how to manage my time better how to have and establish personal boundaries because a lot of times you you find yourself becoming attached to clients or clients become attached to you and it is definitely something you've got to walk a very fine line on and so I've learned a lot <laughs> a lot with having my own business but I think definitely a personal respect for my space and my boundaries has been critical for future success, honestly. Yeah. Awesome. So early this year, you released your full first uh, nonfiction book. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that because I love a book. Um, I thought about writing one myself from time to time. Do it. Got around to it. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me, how, how was it? I love the book. So the book's called Accomplished, How to Sleep Better, Eliminate Burnout, and Execute Goals. And I am absolutely obsessed with it because it is such a labor of love. I poured out everything in that book. I talk about that specific client that I said, you know, was my big mo mo motivator. And my son, I talk about his journey in that book too. And I really just outline a hundred percent how you can take steps at home to start naturally improving your sleep to start naturally increasing how you are breathing and the productivity of which you can regain from having just restorative restorative sleep and so the book is such a labor of love it really i gave myself a 30-day timeline i was like i'm going to write this book in a month and i did it 
what I will Whoa. tell you, Danielle, I'm telling you 100%, write. That's all you have to do is just write. Don't worry about outlining. Don't worry about this, that, and the other. You can rearrange whatever material you've written into an order that would make sense and or a flow that makes sense later on. But if you have thoughts, if you have things that you want to get out there in the world, just start writing it down and it'll come together. It really will. So I set aside time every day and just started writing and it didn't make sense. There was no flow to it. It was just whatever <laughs> I was thinking about. And then eventually yeah. you piece together these things. You're like, this makes sense. That makes sense. This needs a little bit more to fill it out, you know, and then you put it together towards the end. Wow. Okay. I'm feeling really inspired. You know, I was speaking to someone else um, the other day. They're, they're also going to be um, on the show. Um, and um, this person is a, a coach um, and he was telling me about his 12 minute method. Oh. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but he basically wrote a book technically in 12 minutes because he sat and wrote for 12 minutes for over a certain period of time. Yeah. And he talk, he's going to talk about this method, which I'm fascinated about. So, so yeah, he's mentioned it. You've mentioned it. I think I need to pay attention to, to what's um, kind of entering, uh, entering my universe and really think about that. These are signs. You're going to do they it. Are. You're going to do it. <laughs> Amazing. So, you gave yourself a really tight deadline there, 30 days. Yeah. Um, and so it's about, the book is about uh, avoiding burnout. It's about... Sleeping better. Yeah. And executing and, goals. Okay. Which is basically what you did in writing the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, the burnout bit, that's a bit. And the managing time, you said you did it in 30 days. How how did you set aside time to do that every day? And how did you avoid burnout? Block scheduling is a big thing and making sure I blocked out certain sets of time where I was going to write and whatever was on my mind, I would write. I will say though that Every now and then, if I had a thought, maybe I was working with a client or there's something that I felt I said to that client that I was like, ooh, that needs to go in the book. I would get my voice recorder out and I would record myself. That way I had inspiration for those times yeah. when I had those blocks scheduled. So that I think is really impactful. And then as far as eliminating burnout, I mean, I'm always trying to strive for my best night of sleep. Every night I want my best night of sleep. <laughs> And so having a good night of sleep, creating a consistent routine around my sleep, ensuring that my sleep is really as restorative as possible. Nobody wants rested sleep. You want to wake up and you want to feel like I can conquer the world. And so mm. getting really good sleep, optimizing my sleep, really putting in all the work that way I'm doing the things that I'm advising others to do. That is the, the biggest way to eliminate burnout is to just get the best sleep of your life. I think that's really interesting that you talk a lot of the time when we think about sleep, we do, we think about sleep being restful, but you, you said restorative. Yes. And I've never thought about sleep being <laughs> restorative, <laughs> I have to be honest. 
I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go get some rest now. I want to I want to f- I want to wake up and feel rested. Yeah. But no, restorative is is completely different. It's waking up and feeling like like you can seize a day, like you can go get it, right? Absolutely. You know, our brain, so we have our lymphatic system, our endocrine system. We have a lot of different ways that our body eliminates waste, right? But our brain actually develops waste too. But the only time it's able to drain that, the only time we're able to, you know, really digest and input memories into our body, the only time that we're getting a solid amount of self regeneration is when we're sleeping. And so if you're not sleeping adequately, if you're not breathing appropriately, now remember, breathing is more important than anything else. So the body will prioritize breathing over other functions. And so when we're not breathing well, we're not going to sleep well, and we're not going to get all those restorative process processes that would happen where the brain is draining, where the brain is actually utilizing and implanting and storing all of those memories of the day. Our short-term memory will be incredibly impacted when you're having poor sleep. Our cognitive function the next day is going to be impacted because it didn't get to drain appropriately. You're going to have the effects of that be a little bit longer lasting. So you might feel rested because your body was like, yay, we kept you alive the whole night. We prioritized breathing. (laughs) Don't worry. We kept you alive. (laughs) You'll wake up and you feel like, oh yeah, you know, I got some sleep, but you're not going to feel restored. You're not going to be at a hundred percent. And that's what really matters. That's why we're sleeping. We're sleeping for optimal brain function and cell function. No way. I thought I knew what sleep was for (laughs) listeners. I thought I knew what sleep was for. I did not. Um, Wow, that's awesome. So obviously we were just talking about your book. um, And I do do love a good book. I have lots of books that I've bought that I'm yet to read. (laughs) I have lots of books that I'm kind of halfway through. Some that I'm nearer the end. I tend to, I tend to find it easy to read books when I'm away when I'm on, ho- on holiday yeah because I can just read for hours and of course you know, distractions right yeah um so are you reading anything at the moment I am reading I won't say that it's like I mean they're great books but they're yeah. mostly business development books I don't That's know okay I've gotten into that recently so I've been reading okay. you know a lot of books about how to really spread your message, how to have an effective talk, how to really, because not a lot of people are talking about myofunctional therapy. Not a lot of people even know what it is. So I want to be able to convey it appropriately. I want to be able to grow the business so that I can help spread this message and help as many people as possible. So I am reading, but it's not like my, my favorite type of reading. It's like, you know, business developmental stuff. It's not like my, my novels that I really like to read. Fair enough. So if you, I mean, apart from uh, reading your business development books, what what do you do outside of being a myofunctional therapist and looking after four kids? Like you must be super busy. I am super busy. (laughs) I am super busy. Um, I don't get to do very much outside of what it is that I do. I do do some lecturing. I do do some education. And so I, I, 
go around in the industry, within the dental industry, within the, um, you know, airway or medical industry to talk about myofunctional therapy and its impact on sleep and so forth. Um, so outside of like working, lecturing, or like spending time with my family, I don't get to do a lot of stuff that's like super duper fun. But yeah, reading is like a wonderful, great habit of mine. And I am like absolutely obsessed with all things like super warm. So I love saunas. And I love steam rooms. And ah. if I get a self-care minute, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm with you. I was I was literally texting my friend yesterday. Like, are we still going to the spa on this day? Yes. <laughs> I love a spa. Um, awesome. Okay. So... Let's talk a little bit about Maya Spa. Um, been going since 2017, so that's how many years is that? I'm trying to I'm trying to count on my fingers here. I'm terrible at math. Five. Five years. Five. 18, 19, 22. What are we? Twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Twenty-two. Five years. Yeah. So, so many b- small businesses fail within the first five years. Yeah. I think it's about. 80% of them don't make it to year five and you're here. So that's awesome. Yay! Um, you're opening my eyes and I'm sure so many other people's to, um, you know, my functional therapy and why it's so important. Um, what, what's next? What are your plans? I mean, I would like to take over the world, but <laughs> <laughs> That reminds that me happen. that. I know that reminds me of that cartoon, the Pinky in the Brain. Yes, yes. yes. And honestly, Does... every morning when we wake up, my husband's like, "What do you want to do today?" And I'm like, "Of course, try to take over the world." I'm like, that's it. Is there anything else to do? I love it. Okay, so big things then for my spot. Yeah, I think where I'd like to be is really spreading awareness as often and as frequently as possible. So going forward and in the future, I would like to be on more stages. I would like to be speaking more. I would like to be talking to wonderful creators like you who have these platforms that are speaking to hundreds of people about all of the wonderful things of of life. And so I just want to be a part of those types of conversations. Yeah, awareness, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'm so glad I've been able to to help you you know you've made me aware people are going to listen they're going to be aware and it can only be a good thing so yeah thank you for for coming on and and sharing your knowledge and in your story thank you for having me I've enjoyed this this was so much fun (laughs) yeah it's been great so before you go tell us where can people find you online on my website uh the you could also find me on facebook tiktok or instagram all of them i am at the myospot t-h-e-m-y-o-s-p-o-t that is omnipresence right there on all the platforms you're doing <laughs> yes. a better job than me i'm trying i'm trying awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for speaking to us today, Carice. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tuning into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative 
in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. We want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a shout out. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.